It's just this picture of a husky with glasses on at like a podium like thing. It's like a chest, but we're going to build the greatest dog park. It's going to be great. Probably the greatest park ever built. And the cats, the cats are going to pay for it. That's a little too coherent to be Trump. I know. There's proper punctuations and everything. Wouldn't that be amazing if he actually spoke and said the punctuations? Exclamation point. Like, just, I feel like that would help him. (laughs) Like, if when he paused, he had to be like, comma. Pause for effect. (laughs) Yeah, like that might help him out a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to Jaden Approve. This week we've got a challenge for Abby, a challenge for me. Mine was cooking related. Abby's challenge, I'm blanking on because I've had too much wine. What was your challenge? Is the Book of Faces challenge. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been so long. It's been a long day. In that, like, you've been. Day. Sorry. You've I'm had done. your Facebook challenge going on your phone for a while, so I kind of forgot about that. And then, you know, you did your challenge right away after the last episode, and then we wrapped it up, whereas I kind of had just wrapped mine up 10 minutes before we recorded. <laughs> so, today. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, why don't we start with your challenge, Abby, on Facebook challenge? Do you want me to describe the challenge? Yeah, like what why the don't rules you were? tell them what you posed to me, and then, yeah, we'll go from there. Absolutely. So, um, Facebook challenge came from um we discussed a little bit this last episode so i'll kind of go through it quickly but um you i pointed out to you ah probably a year ago yeah this has been a while coming um that you spend a lot of idle time on your phone on facebook um just kind of looking at stuff and um like i've said before there's a lot of not good things about facebook right now as far as Mm, privacy and data collection and things like that but this wasn't even really about that. This is more just we noticed, I noticed that you spend a lot of time on your phone not really doing anything, like when you're not doing anything, just kind of scrolling through stuff on Facebook. And so I said, why don't you consider, especially because I'd heard you complain about Facebook several times, you know, for a lot of the reasons that people do, being like, sometimes I get upset at dumb things that are on there, stuff like that. I said, why don't you just consider taking Facebook off of your phone, the app? You don't need to necessarily close your account. You can still visit it on your computer. It just won't be there on your phone where it's so easy and quick to get to. Um, and so you kind of started doing this on your own about two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago? Oh, three man. weeks ago. It's More been about a month. More than that, yeah. No, it hasn't been. I bet it's just been a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, that was going well, but to be perfectly honest, you kind of stole my thunder there because that was one of the original ideas for me for as a challenge for you. So I decided, because you were already doing that, my challenge for for this week for you was going to be to step that up and have you actually not have access to your Facebook account, Facebook account at all. Um, for five days, right? For five days. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so what we did is we didn't close the account or anything, but I changed a password on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I logged you into Facebook Messenger on your phone. And that's it. So you couldn't use Facebook 
during that time. Um, and this was partially coming from the fact that when you stopped use- having Facebook on your phone, I realized that you're using your laptop more and you're on Facebook on your laptop. So that was kind of part of it too, is that I felt like you were sort of, it was probably still having a good effect because it's not like you will constantly pull your laptop out or anything like that. But um, but I wanted to see like, what would it be like? You, you were clearly using some of that time, you would have just been on your phone on Facebook, now on your laptop on Facebook. So it's kind of the same deal, right? Mm-hmm. So um, why don't we talk about your experience with five days, no Facebook account, um, other than Messenger, which you do use to communicate with several people. So we, we made an exception for Facebook Messenger specifically. Right. okay so the background behind the messenger is that i actually um i think a lot of you know this already but i'm a teacher and i am a choir teacher which means by and large i'm very extracurricular so i have to communicate with parents and children um a lot of the time and we've we just found that communicating through facebook was the easiest way to get information pushed out quickly and efficiently and um honestly for a lot of these like snow day kind of things just timely um so he did allow me to have my facebook messenger which was good because i don't think we had a snow day within that time frame but we've definitely had a lot of um snow days and stuff so i was really lucky to have that um so the challenge like he just said was that i was not on facebook for five solid days This was really, really hard for me because um, a lot of people have their their go-to thing that they scroll through on their phone um, when they're just bored. Some people like to play games. Some uh, Taylor really likes Reddit, right? You like to scroll through Reddit? Yeah, Reddit is by far my... um, Your go-to. My can time waster. Yeah. Twitter sometimes, but... Reddit especially. I spent a lot of time just reading Reddit. And yeah. I and mentioned last episode that I a good challenge suggestion that maybe you want to do sometime is would be the same thing for me, but was Reddit because I primarily use Reddit on my phone. In fact, I almost never use it on a uh, computer. Mm-hmm. Um and uh it it's something I check often. Hold on one sec. Um, sure. You can continue. I'm going to try to be quiet, though, because my mouse died. I oh, need no. to plug it in. Okay, that's fine. Um, so, it was hard for me because, like I said, that was my go-to thing. And just like Taylor would scroll through Reddit, I would scroll through Facebook looking for um, fun things to look at. And you hear a lot of the things that I find in our pre-show. Um, just cute little things that I find that my friends have posted but what I was finding is that in this particular, uh, I'm getting sick of saying this, but in this particular political climate, I was getting really, really frustrated with the generalizations that people were making about both sides, both parties and both viewpoints on just about everything. And I was getting really frustrated because um, I have loved ones that are on both sides of this coin. I sympathize with a lot of things from both sides of this so i was getting really frustrated with people making these wild generalizations about things that were so much more important and so much more impactful 
than they were making it out to be. Um, again, I was frustrated with both sides. So I was complaining about this to Taylor and he's like, you need to just not. <laughs> and I was like, you're really right because sometimes I would get really, really upset and um, maybe not necessarily lose sleep over it, but I w- it would keep me up for a little bit because I'd be trying to wind down and trying to like calm down knowing that, um, you know, no one's the same online. Just like no one, no one really talks the same through text message unless you really know the person. Um, so people can say, you know, the meanest, most inflammatory things that they wouldn't necessarily say to people in real life. And and that's something I should have, you know, recognized being a teacher and being someone who's constantly making their children aware of um, internet safety and just their, I don't want to say cyber citizenship, but how they impact the world around them yeah. behind their keyboard digital citizenship thank you i was like "Ah, why am i not thinking of the right thing that is like that is dipping my toes into work taylor we (laughs) talked about that all day no that's good (laughs) right and so i was like i'm doing exactly what i'm telling my children not to do i tell my students you can't get worked up over stuff that you see on facebook and on twitter because a lot of these people are not evil they just are finding very inappropriate ways to express themselves because they have this, um, oh my goodness, I can't always say this word, anonymity, is that what it is? Anonymity. Anonymity, um, behind, like I said, behind the keyboard. And oh man, I was just getting so worked up. I was like, oh, if I was one of my kids coming to me about this, I'd be like, no, you need to step away and you need to get some real life perspective. You know, talk to your neighbors, talk to the people around you face to face. And well, here's so, the, here's the thing where that falls down uh, though. With with Facebook, you're not talking about being enraged by people who have anonymity behind them. These are people that you've specifically, you know, added as a friend or confirmed as a friend. No, around. I'm saying the the people that wrote these posts that people are sharing now i don't oh, okay i don't um you know deny that a lot of our friends do actually write their own things i know that but but, but there's a friend a of ours of, shared the post though right a lot of them are just sharing posts from you know occupy Dem- whatever democrats and like you know both sides of this thing um of all the things that are happening and i'm just staring at them going you are just generalizing the crap out of this thing that is so important just to make the other person feel bad or make other people sympathize with you. And I was just getting so upset. And I'm like, no, this is what they want. They want me to get upset. Yeah. They want me to fight them back on this platform. And I was like, you know what? And by they, in this case, you're talking about the people producing the content. Producing, yeah. Not, not my friends. Not people, my friends. Not the people that I know. People... These, the powers that be, mm-hmm. <laughs> know that mm-hmm. one of the most uh, em- the emotions that will get the most engagement and response. One of them is anger, and I and I know that a lot of people around us feel the same way, um, and it's so easy to get trapped in it. And I probably spent the good portion of my teenage years, you know, sharing that kind of stuff. Cause that's what we do, right? We don't have a voice necessarily as children and adolescents. So, you know, the MySpace years and the Facebook years 
of us going, oh, we're so angry. We're so filled with teenage angst. We have to express it somehow. And then all of a sudden, there's this magical box in front of us where we could just type everything we wanted to or share whatever we wanted to. And it didn't really mean anything, but we got it off our chest. And I'm like, I need to be better than this. And I know that people around us feel the exact same way. And so I, well, I was rather eager to get back to my Facebook for like the funny things my friends would share and for, um, you know, baby pictures and family pictures and stuff that, you know, my loved ones were up to. I started um, unfollowing stuff and I started being a little bit more smart about the things that I was able to see on Facebook. Now, Facebook is very smart. It knows how to pull up things for me to see that it thinks I will like or things that I will they think I click on. And so obviously I still have to be, you know, alert. Um, and there are definitely people that I didn't unfollow or things that I didn't unfollow because I do want to see those things. But it's just made me so much more aware of how much power I actually have um, in this whole digital citizenship. And I, I think it's going to help me in the long run, especially um, working in a district where a lot of my kids are polar opposites, right? A lot of my kids, um, for example, we were in New York City this week and there was March for Our Lives and, you know, a lot of my kids were like, oh my gosh, I wish we could be a part of this. But I knew that there was a good portion of my kids who, you know, didn't necessarily agree with it or had parents that, you know, weren't really comfortable with that. And I just, I felt for them and I feel like I'm going to be able to help them better now that I've kind of put myself in check. And I get that that was a really long rant, but Taylor, I'm really glad you made me do that because um, I was just on autopilot. I was just scrolling through, you know. 25% things that I really liked and 75% crap. And so thank you for posing that to me because I think it really helped me become more aware. Well, and, you know, it, and again, this you're saying that <coughs> this is a problem you have mostly because you, you use Facebook a lot of time in a, a content consumption way. Yes. And that's not something that I use Facebook for almost at all, ever, honestly. Like, obviously, I do sometimes. I open the Facebook app and see posts. But I very rarely spend any time looking for stuff there or reading through my timeline at all. Um, when I use Facebook, I want something from it. So, it's I'm going to, like, an event or I'm gonna post something there and I actually I really don't post on Facebook very much it's either Twitter or Instagram and then my Instagram posts get cross-posted to Facebook a lot of the time so I engage with Facebook excuse me in a totally opposite way you know not that you don't post things of course you do but I really only engage in a creation way like mm-hmm. when I go there to make something or, or a request. It's yeah, a tool. It's a tool. Exactly. That's the better way to put it. It's a tool. Whereas you use it both as a tool, but probably I'd say 60% of the time or more um, content consumption. And so yep. that's why it's easier to get um, upset or well any types of emotions from it. Um, whereas most of my... Uh, content consumption that is similar to the stuff you'd be looking at Facebook on like shared posts and like neat little things. I call them 
internet treasures. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's coming from Reddit and Twitter for me most of the time, um, especially Reddit. Um, and with Reddit, uh, Reddit is entirely impersonal for me. I do. I have an account. I have posted things on Reddit, but I don't really have like a community I belong to. I like in that kind of sense. I don't know many people and haven't made many connections, both like physical in real life. Like I don't know anyone who I know from real life on Reddit. And I also haven't made any like Reddit friends. I just, it's just, I'm not interested really. Um, So I go there and (laughs) it's very passive, right? I'm reading things. But that means like, but the very nature of Reddit is it is all structured, right? So you subscribe to subreddits. So if I don't want to hear about politics, I unsubscribe from our politics. Done. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. Um, so it's kind of a different problem you have. I do have tons of people on Facebook that post things that I don't care about or don't, don't like agree with and may- make me mad, but I don't see a lot of them, so it doesn't really matter to me. One thing you should consider doing um, in the future is maybe – you can go back to having Facebook on your phone, but you should consider unfollowing people. And you don't even have and to unfriend have them. I have been. Yeah, and I know that's not foolproof, right? Because no. you're, a person doesn't just post about one thing. Mm-hmm. You know? um, but the other thing you should do is you should consider finding other places to consume content. I mean, Facebook's a really, really terrible company. They're not good. They're they're they do terrible things with, uh, with with data and and privacy. Um, they're and they're very. A lot of the stuff has come out recently on the news. Um, and I personally am not going to delete my Facebook account yet because for me it's the it's the one platform where I can get in touch with just about anyone I know. Um, but I. It is a choice for me not to engage in Facebook very often and not to, I don't use Facebook to sign into services. I don't give Facebook a, a lot of in, my own personal information when I can avoid it. Um, I'm not perfect. I'm not super in data privacy type of person, but I'm. it's something I think about a lot doing the work I do. Um, and uh, I, I don't know if you've read or seen anything about the Cambridge Analytica stuff, Abby? Um, no, I don't think so. So, I'm not going to describe all of it, um, but essentially Cambridge Analytica does does a lot of work for um, elections. Trump uh, Trump campaign was uh, a client of theirs, um, but many other politicians have used them and companies like them too. But basically, they got called out for so so what they do really on a basic level, what their business model is, is they make those like goofy little Facebook quizzes and then, they, but they make a lot of them. The thing about those quizzes that are really creepy and weird is that it kind of feels like, oh, this is like someone made this quiz and put it up there. Most of them are made by a couple companies and those companies have track on all of them and create a profile on you and can make inferences based on how you answer on those quizzes about what you are like and what you like and what you don't like with a a crazy amount of accuracy. And then they use that to serve up ads. I will not be taking another quiz ever again. (laughs) Yeah, that's how that works. Holy crap. 
I did not know that. I mean, clearly. So that's that. That is what. That is what they do. I took a lot of those quizzes, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and you watched me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't fully understand all of this until recently. I knew that, like Dang. theoretically, theoretically, that, that stuff is possible. That's genius. If but that's... I didn't know that people were. Act- I didn't really realize that there were actually companies, big business, business. This was actually happening. And obviously, Facebook also has all that data, but. Up until now, for me, Facebook, it's been one of those things where many of these Silicon Valley companies that are big into data collection, Facebook is one of them, Google is one of them. It's always been kind of uh, taken for granted by a lot of people, myself included, that these companies, if they were to really mess up and do something really creepy with your data um, or something that you didn't authorize, the, it would the backlash would be so severe it'd be yeah. a problem um but this is really pointing out that that we're in a too big to fail scenario with a lot of this stuff yeah. honestly um and and especially like i don't know cabrin jetalinka or or companies like them i don't necessarily trust them they're and it's not like they're they're like under the radar enough where theoretically say that company was sued and lost a bunch of money well the people who started it could go start another company i wouldn't know now if mark zuckerberg started another company i would know right like he's in the news Mm -hmm. so it's a little bit dicier um but theoretically it's not so bad because they're providing a service they made an entertaining quiz for you Mm -hmm. you answered questions and they're using that data according to the terms of service the problem the reason why they're in the news right now is because they actually abuse the API of Facebook. Uh, basically, API is just, it's the way that they can set, uh, it's the way their programs can talk to Facebook and receive information to and from. Uh, and the API they use, um, they found a way to get not just data from their quizzes, but all kinds of other data. So if you answered, if you took one of their quizzes, they could actually get information on like, your birthday and who's posted on your wall. St- those are examples, but things that their quiz don't wouldn't tell them that's not supposed to work that way. So not only do they have this quiz data, but like a lot of other data from yours just because you authorized it mm-hmm. once. That's so crazy. Yeah. So and and that's so. Uh, I, I promise I'm going to wrap this up quickly. But, uh, <laughs> no, I think this is a really good topic that a lot of people just don't think about yeah it's it's crazy it's just we're not i'm trying not this t- for this episode this uh podcast not to be so technically focused but it's uh, so important fair. i think that's fair you know um but and also i'm not an expert on this um at all uh, <laughs> I, I i understand a lot of the theoreticals of how this stuff can work but i'm not i'm not a very well read on the news around this so some of this stuff might be fuzzy on accuracy but i definitely understand um what's possible you know what i mean yeah um so uh so one of the things so google google is another company the reason why google services are free is because well not all of them but majority of them are free or at least have really good free versions that other companies can't compete with is that they make money off your data too but instead of selling that data directly to another company, like Facebook does, mm-hmm. um, they use it to serve up ads. 
and they own the ad platform. So the difference would be like for Facebook, you can Cambridge Analytica is paying money to get this data. Um, for Google, Google has information on my email because I use Gmail. Um, but no one gets to see that other than Google. And all it is used for is for them to serve me up ads that they buy, that they serve up. So say we wanted to advertise this podcast and we go to Google AdSense to do that. Uh, to do that. So we put a um, use their ad platform to make an ad which would go on search results and things like that. They Google isn't going to give me, oh, here's the emails of anyone who's ever said, sent an email with the word podcast in it. They're not going to do that. What they're going to do is we're going to say, hey, this is an ad about a podcast. We like to advertise it. And they're like, who's going to see this? And we're like, well, we're not going to tell you who's going to see it, but trust us, we're pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's the gist of it. Now, um, privacy, like technology privacy people or lawyers are like screaming at me right now because that is a <laughs> wild generalization oversimplification. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's my point. That's why I feel safer about it. That's why most people, that's why you don't see Google in the news for this kind of crap yeah. because in general they have a lot more policy that makes people feel better about this stuff. And it's a lot of the stuff they're doing is less creepy in certain ways. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's another real good reason not to use Facebook. I don't see myself ditching Facebook altogether, but man, I wouldn't be upset if Facebook got real unpopular and we all moved to a new platform, you know? (laughs) So Um, one question before we move on, is there a platform you would suggest aside from Twitter? No, not really. I mean, I mean, there there are good platforms out there. I would suggest Twitter, first of all. Um, is ha, ha, not that Twitter is like necessarily a golden god, but have, are you read up at all on Instagram? Because I think you Instagram's know Instagram's that owned like, by Facebook. Do you know that? Oh no, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so is WhatsApp, <laughs> um, which isn't. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't think America. It's just a messaging service, just like Messenger. Yeah, um, it's not real popular in America, but throughout the world, it is massively popular. There are countries where WhatsApp is significantly more popular than regular texting. Um, it's just a standard over there. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Hopefully, <laughs> so, we no, can kind I of I don't really that have down, a suggestion, but... and the problem is, Facebook killer feature is that everyone is on it. Now. Yeah, that's the feature, and you can't really replicate that anywhere else. Now, for me, most of my friends are on Instagram, but Instagram is intentionally stripped down; doesn't have all the things that Facebook does. So, yeah, I don't know. My, I don't know that. Say, say some scenario where Facebook becomes wildly unpopular mm-hmm. in the next. I don't know. It doesn't matter the time. It's sometime. Um, I don't know that we're gonna get a replacement in the same way. I, I think maybe we'll get something that get, will get popular, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's just more fragmented. You know, it'll be more, uh, it'll be more like the way messaging is right now. Like most people can text. Um, a lot of people use Facebook Messenger. A lot of people use iMessage on iPhones. There's there's a, there's a a lot of platforms you can message people on. I feel like it'll be more like that, but I don't know. I, I that, that's 
totally uninformed speculation. Gotcha. All right. Anyways, let's move on. Not that that wasn't good, but um, all right. So Taylor's challenge for this time, I don't want to say this week because we do this every two weeks, but um, this round, uh, Taylor's challenge was he had to create, um, did I give you a specific number of meals or just you had to? You just told me once. Yeah. But he, we did it more than once. Yeah. He had to create some meals, not from like, he didn't have to like imagine stuff up. He could look things up, um, but he had to cook something. Um, and the reason I posed that to him is because of. I can't cook shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> because every time I would say, hey, why don't you make something? And that isn't like a wildly you know, strange question for someone to ask someone that they live with. But for Taylor, it was um, because he would freak out about like, oh, I don't know where this is. I don't know what we have. And this kind of forced him to have to look um, and not just depend on me to know what was in our cupboards. Um, So you never said the word cook. We're talking about cooking. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I was I said create meal, but um, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're to, right. I'm sorry. He had to cook. I'm mistaken. He had to make food for us. Um, yeah, and I just don't, I don't cook very much, um, and I never have. Like, I make breakfast, you know, I can make eggs and, you know, easy breakfast stuff, um, and we have a waffle maker. We do have a waffle <laughs> um, maker. So, I can, I can make whatever for breakfast, basically. Um but I just, I didn't really grow up cooking a lot. You know, obviously, like, my parents cook. Um, but but they also cook, like, simpler meals a lot of the time, except for my, my mom has a couple things and my dad makes a couple things, too. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I also can grill stuff, of course. So, I can make some chicken breasts on the grill. But we're talking, like, I will cook a meat, we'll put it on a plate, and then maybe I'll make a potato. You know, like that's mm-hmm. my skill in cooking. I have nothing. Um, I don't have any meal preparation bone you in my body. You just didn't have any culinary um, intuition. Yeah. There are very, very few things I can cook from scratch. Um, yeah. I can't even think of any so, before this challenge. So honestly. let's talk about aren't breakfast the foods. first thing you cooked and that experience yeah so i i want to start here yeah. just because i want to defend myself and also justify not justify um explain yeah, i just want to explain the thing so yeah. here's a scenario the first time um <laughs> this was a couple days after we recorded the last episode um the first time i tried cooking something from scratch um i was a crabby little jerk about it because um he was accosted basically well no 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 no. this is not i shouldn't say defend myself i'm not really defending myself i want to frame it and i was unreasonable so um uh abby texted me on my way home uh right before i left for work from work to get home hey you're cooking tonight i was like oh okay Cue panic mode. Yeah, um, and and I was I was a little upset because I was in a bad mood, so I was I was crabby, and I was I got home and I was kind of like, but I didn't plan anything. Like I don't have anything from the grocery store. I don't know what to make. She's like, we have stuff. Just figure it out. And that um, 
really kind of triggered me because I don't, this is my probably my biggest problem with cooking. Like I can obviously follow directions to some extent. I'm not, I have, I don't have a lot of experience cooking, but if you put the ingredients in a recipe in front of me, I can probably, f- you know, at least make something happen. Um, but my problem is I have no like sense of how to put something together. Um, so she's like, we'll just find a recipe and you know, we've got these books. Cause part of the challenge you said that is I couldn't use the internet. Um, but I think we kind Which of we, amended that. Yeah. Um, retracted that. Yeah. But for this, we were doing it that way. So I was looking through some of our cookbooks and it's really hard to, to, first of all, I don't have a great idea of what raw ingredients we have. I, I know some things, the things I bought and put in the, the, the cupboard, but Abby has a lot better sense of what's in our pantry because she does a lot of the cooking from scratch. But I didn't really understand that because in my mind, just go look. Well, but, it, you, know, you know, and the, the hard thing about that is if you don't even have an idea of what's in there other than like, well, I know we have like potatoes. You know, I, I'm talking like specific spices and and thing more it's harder to find things in a pantry. It's kind of hard to just like, un, short of opening a book and just, trial and error and being like does this work nope let's try the next recipe nope and that's kind <coughs> of how that hour. works though well but that would take a long time if you have no idea what's in there right like because it doesn't it's not nope it's 8 10 15 minutes of searching and then nope and then let's try the yeah. next recipe so, so that that was frustrating for next? me because i just don't i don't deal with that well um so eventually i uh i was crabby in it up and and you were you and Brian were like, why don't you just like make salmon? We have salmon. I was like, okay, there's Mom. no recipe for salmon in this book. Uh, so um, actually, what we said was pick a protein. And oh, the first oh, yeah, thing yeah. he did was like, well, we have these pork chops, and I'm like, you pick the thing you're gonna have to marinate for like several hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, way to pick the worst thing ever. So, so we then we found that salmon, out, and, and then I love salmon, so. yeah, we found some salmon, which um, he had tried to cook before. Uh, yeah, I tried cooking a long time ago in pan f- um, searing it the way you do, and that yeah. was like above my pay grade. So um, he basically had a panic attack, and he I was, was like, like, "I can't do that." The last time I, was I like, did I, it, I I, it was garbage. It, it was totally messed up. We couldn't even eat it. Like I just <laughs> wasted some salmon last time, and they're like, "Well, don't make it. Don't pan sear it. Like that's not even how most people make it most of the time." So I was looking, and then I was freaking out because I was looking through cookbooks and like cookbooks, the, at least the cookbook we have. And maybe I'm just an idiot. We have the I Betty Crocker, just like basic. Idiot. We have a couple cookbook. other ones though too, and a lot of them assume that they're they're not like they're not like, hey, idiot, this is how you cook salmon. They're like, are you bored of cooking regular salmon? You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, we need to make a cookbook that says, "Hey, idiot! This is how you cook." Dot dot. No, dot. that's what I need. We though. need to make. I don't that. even. I don't even like recipes are great, but I even need just a lot of things on like, this is what your chopped vegetables should look like. <laughs> Here's the approximate <laughs> diameter of a yeah. quote unquote diced potato, um, because, diced tomato. Because here's here's the thing is. I don't have any experience with any of this stuff and I'm just bad at it. So I don't even know what to expect a lot of times. And we'll talk a little bit more about 
we we had a great conversation about me trying to compare cooking <laughs> to working with computers, which is something I feel good at. But I don't want to get into that yet because I want to explain my crabby meal first. Oh my gosh! Um, Are you gonna tell them? Never mind. Just go and I'll interject where I need to. Okay. So so I was all I was all angry, um, and and eventually they were like, okay. Put the damn cookbooks away. It's salmon. Put it in the oven. Put it on a baking sheet for like 25 minutes or whatever. At this temperature is probably fine. And then like make some damn sweet potatoes. You're done. Okay. You handle that, Taylor. <laughs> we got and, really and, salty and, with and, him. Yeah, well, we did. Justifiably. because We was, were so I was in, like, just uh, like sulking. Right. And, and I was to the point where I was literally like paging through this cookbook. And I, I literally had a moment where I felt like I, re- I hadn't felt like this since I took AP calculus. And we, we, there's a point in every math class concept where the teacher sort of takes the, the concept you've been working off the rails and is like, all right, Let's so you know these concepts, <laughs> apply them. Yeah. And, and that's hard. I, I'm, I was like, okay at math in high school, but I'm not. Great at it, and and AP calculus is where math for me was like okay, I officially this is hard for me now, um, and uh, like pretty ha- really hard. The, I remember this like helplessness kind of feeling where it's like I don't understand, and I can't even understand how other people understand. And that's how that, I felt uh, paging through this cookbook, and, and that's when that they came, came in with the salmon. The- just throw it in for. Yeah, and with that came the toddler-esque tantrum almost because you basically, I mean, I know you weren't trying to, you weren't mad at me, but you were basically like yelling at me that you didn't understand and this might as well be calculus because you were literally looking at the page. Was I yelling? Like shouting, like being louder than a normal human. I'm sorry. No, No, you're fine. Oh my goodness. No, we've worked through this. Um, but he was just so freaked out. And that was kind of the point where Brian and I stepped in and were like, okay, you have your protein, (laughs) you know, you're not cooking it in a pan, but we still need to put some oil on it so that, you know, it crisps up a little bit or it has some texture, um, throw some salt and pepper on it here, here, we're, we're going to be your cookbook because, you are not ready for the cookbook. <laughs> well, and and yeah, and that's one thing coming out of this challenge. Um, I've realized is that I need more um, like cooking street smarts is what I want to call them. That's my main problem. It's, it's I made that this intuition, chili. Yeah. T- we'll get into. I made vegetarian chili tonight based on a recipe. There was a lot of ingredients in it. The actual cooking is not difficult at all, but there was you know just a an amount of ingredients. Um, it turned out really good. The problem is I need to be able to do something between that and, you know, throw a chicken breast on a grill. Like I need to be able to like come up with a simple, simple meal like the salmon and, that I ba- baked and that, that was good. Like it was, it was good. We didn't need a lot of different ingredients, you know, uh, I need, that's where my skills are most lacking. My skills are lacking in a lot of places when it comes to cooking. But that is where I am most behind is I have no imagination for a basic meal. Um, so I need to work on that and I'm going to continue working on that. But um, yeah, 
So <laughs> I don't remember where I was entirely going with um, that. I cut you off too. Where no, that's okay. So it was kind of, and like I said, it was at that point where you're literally having this toddler-esque meltdown. And I was like, okay, no, I'm thinking of this wrong. Like I posed this challenge to you thinking of it in a way that like if this challenge was posed to me, you know, like I can eyeball how much cumin to put into something. I can eyeball how much garlic or whatever. I know, you know, about how much time it'll take to saute X, Y, and Z. I know what texture it needs to be. And that's just not something that you ever, nope. ever learned. And that's that's not your fault. Um, it's just something that I was taught. Uh, my dad, you know, Well, and you cooked, cooked for with your parents people. a lot. Yeah, and that was just, that was our bonding it's a, thing. It's a... You learned over time and experience yeah. that I just never but here's the thing. have attempted. Here's the thing. I was able to experiment with food from a very young age. I And I remember having those toddler-esque moments where I'm like, crap, like, I don't know what to do. Like, my mom telling me to make, oh, man, I don't remember, lasagna. We were making lasagna. She didn't tell me to make lasagna by myself, but she was like, hey, you got this. Like, you know what you need to do. And I was like, I don't. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Like pushing someone into the pool without them knowing how to swim basically is that panic moment. And I was like, I am putting Taylor in this extremely, you know, scary situation. And I did not think of it as scary. And I felt really bad, which is why Brian and I stepped in with the salmon. We're like, oh, we really need to help him because he he doesn't he doesn't know anything. It's literally like you push someone into the pool and they don't know how to use their arms and legs. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, literally like if you rate cooking ability on a scale of like <laughs> 1 to 40, I was at like 1.6. You know what I mean? Like, and I didn't like realize I'm that. I'm at a point where I can like – if no one could cook for me, I would survive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's about all you describe it. Like, you, yeah. I would survive. And it's like, yeah, Taylor puts chicken breast on the grill. And yeah, I keep using that example. I can cook more than just that one thing. But th- we're not talking about <laughs> a lot of other things, no, really. No, <laughs> really not. And, and it's just, he was getting really, you, I shouldn't talk like you're not here, you were getting really frustrated because of those little nuances. You came and showed me when you were making chili today and you're like, are are these onions the right color? Because, you know, they say to cook it, saute the you know, those particular so vegetables where they're transparent. Yeah. And he came and showed him and I'm like, yep, that's exactly what you need. And he's like, but there's three minutes left on the timer. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 that doesn't matter. And he's like, I don't understand that. Well, and, and it's funny, too, because I was also thinking a lot about, so I'm really into coffee, right? And I, I have a lot of different ways to make coffee. Um, I can make a damn good cup of coffee with some good beans. And um, and so you posted on Facebook um, when I started cooking chili, like, hey, Jaden Approved listeners, Taylor's making chili. And there was a he needs some love right now. And there's a bunch of people to post and, and had some good stuff. Some really and, good insight, too. Yeah, and there's a couple, two things I wanted to mention. Shout one out of to them, Mike. Whoa. Well, the first one I wanted to actually <laughs> mention was Neil. Is He oh, said yeah. cooking is more of an art than a science. Mm-hmm. And I'm comparing it to brewing coffee here. That's exactly <laughs> true, at least for me. Um, brewing coffee 
especially I have my AeroPress at work and I, and you know, you've seen my AeroPress, Abby. Yeah. There, there's a lot of like parts to it. It's not complicated really, but it looks sort of complicated if you don't know what's going on. But anyway, there is, in my opinion, and a lot of people would disagree with me, I think, but in my opinion, there is no art to coffee brewing. It is 100% science. I can describe to you exactly how long this should work and what they will do when I steep it longer than it should and things like that. There is times and measurements to everything and it's really hard to interpret it in a different way. And we're talking like you should have your 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 water at 185 degrees Fahrenheit. You should have the beans ground at a certain density, although that's hard to measure, but you could measure it if you had the right equipment. And you should put your beans in the cylinder, uh, your ground beans in the cylinder, and put the 185 degree water in the cylinder and let it steep for 60 seconds. You know what I mean? We're talking very specific things that don't change. It's not like, well, it'll depend on your AeroPress. No, it doesn't depend on your AeroPress. It's always 60 seconds. Um, And obviously you can tweak with that and improve on the formula, but it is a formula in a way that a recipe for when you're cooking isn't exactly because it sort of depends on some features that are a little, some features, some things that are a little bit more less tangible being like, well, do you want your pasta al dente or, or, or softer? Or maybe you've got more onion in there because you like the taste of onion. It's not really like that. I, I know that there's an art to the way like coffee tastes, but I can replicate coffee uh, brewing again and again because the measurements are so specific and they don't really change much. Um, so that I thought that was kind of interesting saying that cooking is more of an art than a science, even though there's obviously some science behind it. Um, the other thing was uh, Mike mentioned um, in the thread that it's not like a computer. You He's like, cooking is just like working with computers, except that you can't backspace or undo. And I literally had this conversation with Abby right before I started cooking tonight. Um, it, you, do you remember this, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So it, w- it was, lit- I literally was like, one of the things, sorry. Because what I was saying was that, you know, you, oh, yeah. you start with a little and then you, you know, you add things, but you can, unless you, you really, said you can really, always undo stuff. You can always undo stuff, you know, you know, even if undoing means you throw it away and you start over. But well, what I more meant was, you know, if you put too much salt in there, you just add more water and you reduce it again. And, you know, there are ways, there are tips and tricks that I have for him to, you know, clean up little mistakes. Um, obviously, if he poured in a cup of sugar when he was supposed to put in a cup of salt, that's a very different problem. But now I kind of I kind of see, you know, if you do seriously mess it up, cooking can be a lot scarier well and that that's one of the things that so a lot of people uh who don't like uh don't like work with computers on a technical level very often when they have a problem i think they feel maybe like i do when i'm cooking in some ways in that they're like my computer got like this and i don't know how to undo it because i don't even know what happened or what went wrong and one of the like superpowers of anyone who is technical 
is that you realize like literally everything you unless you like damage a computer by like hitting it on something <laughs> or like pouring water on it but anything in software anything that happens on your screen can be undone as, lo- as long as you are prepared and you know what you're doing it can be totally undone so my uh my example will be like the way my website works jaden.me um i use github to store it and i'm not going to talk a lot about github but one of the things that git can do basically when i make changes in my code it gets logged every single specific change so if there's anything that i do and i go you know i don't want that anymore i'll probably remember how to undo it but if i don't i can find down to the exact time that i sent that change out to my server and go no let's go back to here no let's go back to here and we're saying i'm talking about every single change back to the inception of my website i could roll it back right now to the first page but you couldn't translate that to cooking is what you're saying yeah you can't really do that in the same way with cooking although the stuff you're talking about with adding water and stuff that is helpful because that's some version of that you know mm-hmm. um but that's one of the things that one of the things I realized about computers like in high school that kind of drew me to working on them is you really can't mess something up if you're talking about software. The worst that can happen is you have to restore from a backup, but you better have a backup, you know? <laughs> um, and uh, cooking is is not quite like that, um, but it's because it, there's a sequence, you know, like I can't say like have my chili and go like, you know what? I really wish I would have browned this thing for a longer earlier in the process. Now you can't exactly do that, but there are ways you can still make it work if you know what you're doing. So I guess what I'm saying is it is, it is, I'm still learning all the little tips and tricks and tools. It's not exactly, you can't literally roll back every change without, you know, throwing it out, but it's not as scary as I'm making it out to be. Um, so uh, I guess I never mentioned tonight was round two where I tried to cook, not be crabby about it. Um, and, uh, this one I, I prepped uh, a little bit more. So we went to the grocery store and had a recipe in mind and I made uh, vegetarian chili. Were you still a little bit crabby about it? Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I really just wasn't looking forward to spending hours cooking. Um, it's just not something that I enjoyed the prospect of so he did all the dishes first <laughs> well <laughs> which the is dishes nice it made mostly it mostly done it made it a nice <laughs> clean area um i only had like four dishes no, no, no. It, it was just funny because i walked in like five minutes after he said he was gonna start and he's like scrubbing something i'm like oh yeah. my goodness <laughs> are you serious right now um yeah no but it did take me like two <laughs> hours all said and done and which, you know what it's chilly you yeah, know no, it, it doesn't take about that much time yeah, i'm not complaining i just what i'm saying was is i i don't know i'm, I'm lazy i wasn't looking forward to that you well, know and um, but good reason, ultimately you know? it was fine like um obviously like i knew i would be fine and would like enjoy and find it rewarding while i was doing it like i'm not an idiot like and i know that people enjoy cooking and everyone preps for it differently so Sure, it took me a long time because I really didn't know. I'm not good at chopping vegetables efficiently and I had to ask questions about real basic things and also where stuff was. So, 
And, you know, most of the time people who have cooked before know how to prep and cook at the same time and know yeah. the sequence of things, um, just knowing food science. Better. I have attempted um, cooking from scratch enough to know not to trust myself to be able to prep. <laughs> like, I've tried that. No, that's I've looked totally at recipes sense. in the past and been like, well, I can chop this while this is happening. And I'm not quite there yet. I'll that's, get there someday. And that's fair. So I, I came in and, you know, like a half an hour after he had asked me about chopping onions, I come in and, you know, there's still not co- anything cooking. And I and I kind of giggled and I was like, you know what? Nothing's on fire. Nothing is destroyed no, I, yet. I really I needed that appreciated time. appreciated you know? that you took your time and he had separate bowls for everything. And that's just what he needed to do. Yep. And I think. You know, the next time he goes to make this, you know, I bet you'll be a little bit more apt to throw the garlic and the onions in first and put them on low saute while you, you know, do other things. So I I hope you did learn. Totally. The second time I make a recipe. Yeah. I mean, like I can be more It'll be a slow process, comfortable but with it. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, I'll have a picture in the show notes of of my my kitchen prep station i've got my ipad with the recipe and a, uh apple pencil so i was like crossing things out and making little notes um and then uh of course the stove and um i had all of the ingredients out mm-hmm. at once um again because part of this is for me is that because i just don't cook very often i even have trouble with real basic stuff like where's this where's the curry <laughs> <laughs> and finding that and the spice rack and stuff like that. So I got all of it out ahead of time because I didn't want to be in a situation where I was like, I need this now. And then I have to ask Abby and she's got to help me dig through her spices or something like that. Anyway. And then I had bowls that were basically in stages of the recipe. So everything I needed for the first uh, like dump of materials uh, was in the first two bowls. And then everything I needed later was in the small little glass bowls and, yeah, um, it worked out well for me. Next time I'll be a little quicker because now I, it, next time I make this because I'm freaking making this again. This is awesome. Yeah, I guess we should tell you guys it it ended up being this vegetarian really, chili. really good. My salmon the first time was fine. It was salmon. It was good. Um, th- this is great though. Yeah, um, I really tried great it. Recipe. Obviously, it was really good. I put my um, he put his regular cheddar cheese on it. I put my vegan cheddar on there. It was really, really good. Yeah. I, I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Maybe I would make it, maybe I'd put my own like more, you know, chili powder in there, but that's obviously up to who you are. But I was you definitely think it needs more chili powder? I, I, I'm just used to like spicier chili. Yeah. Having I, I Brian agree. Here. I, I, no, totally. I agree. I kind of intentionally kept it down because I wasn't sure if you'd want it spicier. Um, but yeah, there was some heat. Like it's, I wouldn't yeah, describe oh, there was it as, heat. I wouldn't describe it as spicy. Um, but it, but it was a, it was a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I would agree. I would actually maybe add some, like maybe actual Tabasco to it. Mm, yeah. Um, I'm Ooh, not yeah. sure. But awesome. So for my challenge, I, I know that it wasn't a product that we were sharing for my challenge, but I'm going to say that I definitely approve of everyone taking a break from Facebook at one point or another, just to kind of 
reset yourself. You don't have to put a post like, I'm taking a break from Facebook. Don't do that. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't give a shit that you're <laughs> taking a break from Facebook. Just shut and, up and, and I leave. I honestly <laughs> would recommend... Like, Sorry, I don't you, care. If you have the self-control and you feel the content consumption problem, right, that Abby was describing, just... You don't even have to do anything. Yeah. Just just only go to Facebook to respond to notifications and like get things out of it. Don't go there to browse for stuff. And move if you on. can if you have that um if you can do that and actually keep yourself to that, do it. I bet you'll be happier for it. Um if you can't, maybe delete it from your phone. If you are really having a lot more problems, then maybe take more drastic action, I guess. And I know that I had mentioned this to some friends and they actually tried it right away, like within a day of me saying this, because they had the same frustration that I did. And I was I was pretty pleased. I was like, yeah, do it. Like, it would be great to, you know, hear what you think. And I'm I I love posting on Facebook. Most of the time I'm posting on Instagram and then sharing that to my Facebook. Me too. Um, But I really I have a lot of people that I want to share stuff with, you know, slash people that I want to see stuff from. Um, but like I said before, I pared down a lot on what I end up consuming from Facebook and it's been really, really great. I get to focus more on, you know, the people I love and, you know, interacting with them and then, you know, making plans to actually interact with them in person. (laughs) Um, so, you know, that challenge was Jaden approved for me. Obviously for Taylor because he, you know, doesn't always use Facebook a lot. So, but I still have it in my phone. I, I, I don't know that I would actually, uh, I don't know, benefit from removing it from my phone much because you don't have the same problem I do. I will I continue so. to have mine not on my phone, um, just because I, I don't, I don't have a use for it really anymore. Like I, like he said, I come home and I'll jump on Facebook on my computer. And you're and- also the type of person who will check things. And, and what I mean by that is you will be like, I should check my email. I should yeah. check my Facebook. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I kind of only go into things if I really want to, like Reddit, like I was describing before, or when my phone is like, hey, you have a notification. Mm-hmm. And that I don't know. That's just how I work. I know a lot of people are like that. Some people aren't. Totally depends. So removing Facebook from my phone would probably mean I would I would I would just miss things Every, if people are yeah. trying to like engage with me uh, on Facebook, which wouldn't be the end of the world. But it would because really they me. should just call you if they need you. I mean, if it's important, I guess. But you know, and Facebook stuff normally isn't. What about yours? I mean, these aren't oh, really things that we can Jaden approve, but yeah, honestly, these are kind of obvious, right? Yeah, but, um, these are good things. But uh, yeah, no, learning to cook is great. I, <laughs> um, I highly recommend um, doing a hybrid approach. <laughs> if you're, if there is a single adult human out there who is, uh, in my s- scenario, where like you can only cook a couple things. And you can like heat up frozen food or like, you know, basic pasta and stuff like that. Um, And you want to learn to have some cooking sense and stuff like that. You should probably come up with some basic meals. Maybe talk to someone who does know more about cooking and and get them to understand. No, like what what should I be making? Like what should I be thinking about? Like salmon and this, Um, you know. Maybe I should learn how to make 
uh, lasagna or something like that. Um, and then also follow some recipes so you can get some sense of of uh, if you're doing like meal prep correctly, like chopping vegetables and stuff like that. Because you'll know when the meal is, if you don't have anyone to, you know, point out to you while you're doing it, um, you'll at least know when it's done, go like, oh, those vegetables are kind of big or whatever, you'll be able to tell. So I would, I would recommend doing both, following some recipes, but also coming up with some simple things you don't necessarily need recipes for, if that makes sense. All right, so um, <sighs> I'm going to give you your challenge first. Okay, go for it. You, before the next episode need to watch season one of mr robot oh. <laughs> it's a really good show uh. and you've admitted that you think you'll love it but you are a little anxious I'm apprehensive. And apprehensive to try it um just get through season one it's not gonna take you very long i, I promise i will sit down with you and rewatch season one because i want to anyway I think you're gonna really like it. Okay, and when and when we you know come back in our next podcast, I'll explain thoroughly why I I didn't or don't think I will enjoy it. But there, I, I will leave that a, for next time. Don't worry a, about it. Yeah, totally. There is a set of shows uh, and things that that make you anxious to try. Mm-hmm. Um, and. This is one of them that I don't think you need to be anxious to try. And all we'll right. talk about all this. I think you're going to like it. All right. You ready for your challenge? challenge? Okay. So Taylor's challenges tend to be a little bit more on the domestic side just because for me, my challenges end up being, you know, things that he's good at or things that um, he thinks about more, the tech side of things. So um, keeping within that challenge, I was thinking about, one challenge um, in particular for a while and now that you've made a vegan chili I feel more comfortable giving this to you and I don't Mm -hmm. think this is a surprise I saw this one coming yeah this is not (laughs) a surprise so um, your challenge for this week and just this week so starting Monday okay Monday to Friday and I will help you is to eat um, vegan with me cool okay I don't actually think this is going to be that hard for me. I don't think so either, but I think you're going to learn a lot. Oh, because I think I'm you're going to sure have lots of questions. Well, there's going to be things I'm going to have to. Yeah, there's going to be things I'm going to have to make sure are vegan that mm-hmm. maybe aren't. Um, I'm going to have to do a lot more meal prep for like at work than I normally do. Yep, and you're going to have to because I normally read just bring like whatever mm-hmm. to work for lunch mm-hmm. uh, that is le- like leftovers or whatever. But maybe I can actually go to the calf because there's actually like an entire like vegan or gluten-free or allergen-free section definitely and um so maybe i'll do the calf a little bit at work this week we'll see and again we're going to talk a lot about this next week but there's a lot of ways where eating vegan is actually much easier sure but again we'll talk about that next week thank you so much for listening this has been Jaden approved and we will see you in two weeks or hear you or you'll hear us either way have a great week happy easter everyone